0: Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual as we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news. You guys need to know each and every day. Some good news for Chaz Ayu. It appears in the legal system. We'll talk about that. Also catch up with BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick. An exclusive conversation with him that will play on today's show as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. BYU is another team ranked number one in the country. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Spavia in Sandy. Making sure you're taken care of with all your spot needs. We'll talk about them here in just a little bit as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 11th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Happy 311 Day. If you grew up in the era I grew up in, talking the late 90s, early 2000s, when you were kind of a teenager, 311 was one of the bands that became the soundtrack of my life. So it's always fun to celebrate 311 Day. And hopefully you guys are all having a great March 11th whenever you hear this podcast. A lot to get to like normal. Uh, Just a reminder for you guys, if you guys are new to the show, hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Cougars. You always can drop the show a note via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys there. And also, don't hesitate to reach out anytime if you have any questions, concerns, or comments at my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Starting off today's show, BYU linebacker Chaz Ayu was back in the headlines yesterday, but actually appears to be more of a positive situation for the former Tint View star. Uh, the Utah County Attorney's Office has declined prosecution on the Quote, on the basis of lack of admissible evidence and the interest of justice, unquote, according to the attorney's office, announced in a press release that they released yesterday. Uh, If you remember, Chaz had been charged with one count each of driving under the influence and reckless driving, one count of drinking in or about a vehicle, and counts of an improper lane change in an occupied lane and speeding 75 miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour zone, both infractions, during an incident on February 9th. Obviously, uh, he has not been participating in spring ball. Kalani Satake uh, talked about it on the first day of spring ball, saying that the program loved Chaz. It would be there to support him. Uh, Chaz also underwent shoulder surgery recently and would not have been participating in spring ball to begin with as he recovers uh, from that surgery. But this uh, announcement from the Utah County Attorney's Office, of course, Utah County Attorney David Levitt is the head of that office. Uh, I think that it means that Chaz Ayu should in... Theory be back on the team and be cleared to resume playing with the BYU football program whenever he is fully recovered from that shoulder injury. I will not begin to try to um, elaborate on what I think might happen with the honor code because I don't know how to read that at all in this day and age. Of course, there's been bigger uh, issues going on with BYU and the honor code office in recent weeks. Uh, with the LGBTQ uh, community there at BYU. So I don't know how Chaz Ayu's situation is going to play out, but on its head, looking at this, seeing that uh, the the charges were dropped, all five charges dropped, and I, looking at that, it makes me think that Chaz Ayu should be exonerated and he should be cleared to return to the BYU football program. Uh, David Levitt was quoted in, quote, In this case, there is a lack of admissible evidence. Justice would not be served in this matter. This has nothing to, to do with who he is or where he attends school. My job is to safeguard the rights of all in a potential criminal matter and direct my attention to the law and the facts. Interesting to hear him that there is a lack of admissible evidence. Uh, Chaz, a, you read the court uh, files on this, just really a strange situation. He didn't have a field sobriety test administered at the site due to quote unquote weather uh, concerns at that point. He couldn't count to 30. Two two times in a row, and then uh, they they quote unquote found a presumptive amount of alcohol in his system. There's just a weird story all the way around about this court case. But the good news is, is Chaz Ayu has had all charges dropped against him. And let's put it this way: if I were king for a day and I was running the BYU football program, which I never will, I can freely admit that. But the way it looks. I feel like Chaz Ayu should be cleared and should be able to resume play with the BYU football program in short order. How will BYU operate under this? I don't know. I don't know how they'll approach this. I don't know if they'll uh, still require him to go through the honor code, etc. I don't know that part of the story. But the biggest thing is that the legal uh, ramifications have been uh, dropped against Chaz Ayu and that's a good thing for a young man. Regardless of whatever happened during this incident, I hope it serves as a wake-up call Chaz Ayu that playing football it's it's a privilege it's not it's not a right you you have to obey the law plain and simple but it appears that he has been clear he's been exonerated by the Utah County Attorney's Office or at least that they feel like they can't they can't prove in a court case that he's guilty beyond reasonable doubt so. Good news for Chaz Ayu. Like I said, hopefully it serves as a wake-up call to this young man. He can figure out whatever's going on in his life, regardless of whatever happened in this case, and he can move forward from this. I think BYU would be well-served to have b- b- the BYU football program, excuse me, not BYU as a whole. B- the BYU football program would be well-served to have Ayu on the field this fall. He's a talented, talented linebacker. BYU kind of going to this hybrid uh, 4-2-5 defense is still, still not a true 4 Four to five, because the the fifth defensive back on the field has been linebackers at points, and Chaz Ayu just screams to me the the prototypical guy to play that nickel spot that BYU calls it. It's not a true nickel cornerback; it's just more of a. It's called their flash linebacker position, but it's become a kind of a nickel position where you're covering a lot of receivers and tight ends, but you're also coming up and helping in run support. And I think that having a guy like Chaz Ayu on the field would be very beneficial in that spot he's got all the speed to be able to cover a guy to run down field with them but he's also not afraid to come up and thump somebody I think it it's be great to have him back on the field and of course we'll cover this we'll be back out at BYU football practice tomorrow and obviously this will be a topic of conversation with Kalani Satake when he speaks to the media again yesterday we'll find out what his thoughts are on the matter and we'll find out if Chaz Ayu has been immediately cleared to rejoin the BYU football program or if he has other situations he's going to have to deal with before he returns to play. So, of course, we'll have that all covered for you right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, we'll continue on talking some BYU football here in just a minute. I'm going to catch up with Aaron Roderick, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Had a great conversation with him. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Spavia in Sandy. They're located at 10261 South State Street in Sandy, right near Jordan High School. It's hard to miss and if you guys have any spa needs facials massages just essentially any and every spa spa service you could hope for Spavia has got you guys covered they have incredible promotions going on right now gift card deals spa package discounts they offer couples massages gifts with purchase but the best deal they've got running right now is exclusive here on our Locked On Cougars podcast and that is if you call in let them know that you're a Locked On Cougars listener call Spavia at 801 424-7566 let them know you're a Locked On Cougars listener you buy two gift cards you get a third of equal value on Spavia so buy 200 gift cards get a third hundred dollar gift card for free it's an incredible deal the best deal they're offering and that's exclusive here on locked on cougars stop and see what they've got to offer i've been there myself got the best massage of my life from spavia they aim to bring the five star spa resort feel to you at a reasonable price i think they do a great job guys and check it out score points and give the gift of ultimate relaxation and pampering give the gift of spavia Stop by, check them out, 10261 South State Street in Sandy, or give them a call, 801-424-7566. Mention you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they'll help put together the perfect package for you to make sure that you or your significant other is taken care of. That's Spavia, proud partner of Locked On Cougars. Check them out, 10261 South State Street, 801-424-7566. I had a chance to speak with BYU passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick. Obviously, he coaches the quarterbacks for the BYU football program as well recently. Talked a lot about the quarterback play through the early part of spring ball. What he expects to see from the top three contenders for the starting quarterback job Speaking of Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor Romney, and even got some thoughts on the two other quarterbacks currently on the roster in Mason Fakahua, as well as Rhett Riley. So without further ado, here you go. Aaron Roderick with myself, Jay Catch,
1: right here on Locked On Cougars. How do you think your quarterbacks look so far? Uh, they've been playing well. It's um, it's a good group of guys that, you know, they've, uh, excuse me Baylor Mm -hmm. is still uh, not his foot hasn't healed yet so he hasn't done any uh, team reps against the defense he just throws against air and stuff like that but Jaron and Zach have been splitting all the reps and uh, both doing a good job
0: this spring you have we've seen three quarterbacks now prove themselves with this team so this spring what do you want to see from them in particular I guess in particular about from Zach and Jaron if they're taking most of these reps
1: just consistency and overall improvement. You know, it's our third year in the offense, so we should we should make improvement in every area, and that's uh, that's the goal. Is you know, um, keep getting better at what we do. We didn't we haven't made any major changes to our offense. We've, we've made a few tweaks here and there, but overall, uh, you know, we feel like being third year in the same system is really um, going to help us. Uh, you know, just the continuity that we have with so many returning veteran players that, that really know what they're doing now. Um, you know, we're coaching a lot more of the details now than we were in the last two years. And so, but consistency is the key. We want to we take care of the football, move the team, and score points. And that's, that's our job. So... Jeff's walking right behind me here, but uh, speaking of Coach
0: Grimes earlier this week, he said last year yards weren't the problem. It was just a matter of the points did not equal the amount of yardage you guys piled up. Is that going to be an emphasis as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got to finish drives better uh, and take better care of the football. You know, we moved the ball up and down the field last year. We were, you know, if you just look at most most you know games we we did a pretty good job of moving the football but we've got to do a better job of finishing we got to do a better job of protecting the ball we just got to be more efficient overall and and uh scoring points is the name of the game it's the the only stat that matters is the final (laughs) score and uh so we gotta we gotta get more points in talking with other coaches
0: over the years and just even this spring, spring seems to be a time for coaches to experiment with different positions. Quarterbacks are a different breed, though. You can't necessarily throw them in another position and say, you know, come back over
1: here and just pick up right where you left off. How different is it for you as a coach in spring ball in that regard? Um, it's not that much different for me, though. Even though I'm coaching quarterbacks, I'm the one that's always wanting to tinker with, hey, let's try this combination of personnel on the field. Okay. Or let's, what if we get. This tight end over here and this guy over there. And so your passing game coordinator. Is so yeah, in. I mean that's. So I'm still kind of like putting ideas in everybody's heads about how to how to use our personnel and and uh, so that's that's fun for me and and uh, like I said we were able to we were able to do a little bit more now that we've got mm-hmm. some veteran players that know the system better we're able to move move the parts around a little more.
0: Yeah, how nice is that you're finally seeing this group go from what was a lot of freshmen and sophomores to now we're seeing juniors and seniors starting to filter through at least the offense in particular.
1: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, each year you play the game slows down a little bit for you and you know i look at our basketball team and they're having a good run right now and you've got a, a bunch of veteran players who have played a lot of basketball and they and and you know uh, you know, just look at, like, at, at Haas. You know, he's always been a good player, but he's never been what he is right now, yeah. right? He's always been a good player, and right now he's, yeah. like, in the zone. He's, like, yes. he's running the show, controlling the game. And and, uh, and and you can say that about a lot of those veteran players on that team. And, you know, I'm not saying we're there yet, mm-hmm. but that's, that's the goal is that each year... As you progress, the game the game kind of slows down for the veteran guys, and and uh, we've got enough veterans on this team that we feel like we're ready to take another good step forward. I wanted to ask about your young guys in this group, uh, Rhett Riley as well as um, is it Mason Fakah-
0: Fakahua. Yeah, yeah, correct. Mason, when he signed, I will start with Mason. When he yeah. signed, I, Kalani kind
1: of made the indication he may end up on the defensive side of the ball. What made you guys want to try him out at quarterback? It was mostly his choice. He played okay. quarterback in high school and he wanted to try quarterback at first, and so we're giving him a shot there. He's a good enough athlete that he could play a number of different positions. He could probably play running back, uh, tight end, and he could definitely play linebacker. Um, He's a Good athlete and a great kid, and he's going to play somewhere in this program. And (laughs) it might be quarterback. We'll see, but he'll definitely be a good player here.
0: And I want to ask you about Riley. He's a walk-on, obviously, but we saw him throughout the year last year. I think seemingly progress and progress and progress. What does he bring to the table?
1: He's a Riley. He's a Trevor. (laughs) Trevor Riley's cousin. The the last name. Does that (laughs) the guy who was National Player of the Year, National Player of the Week, with his uh, travel polo underneath his jersey and uh yeah he's a Riley he's just a competitive uh he's just a competitive kid who's he's a scrapper he's a fighter he's he's just got that thing the Rileys have and and, uh so I love having him around he's 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 a good and he's getting better he's he's a huge improvement in one year and uh would not be afraid if we had to use him he he could be ready to play he's 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 functional now he's he's I like him a lot as you kind of
0: project forward over the final three weeks of spring ball, do you have any overarching goals you want to see from your quarterbacks
1: or just the offense as a whole that you'd like to see them accomplish? Yeah, just efficiency and mastery of the offense. We're trying to, you know, uh, eliminate the bad plays that cost us uh, some of those close games last year. You know, we, we, we had we had a, two or three critical plays in the in the bowl game. And, where, you know, we went up and down the field, scored a lot of points, but two or three critical plays that cost us that game. And we got to take ownership for that and fix that. And I take responsibility for it, and I'm asking the quarterbacks to do the same thing. And, you know, we had a couple of plays in the San Diego State game as well where it could have been a very different game if we, you know, we, we got uh, to take responsibility for those things and fix those, those critical errors. And I think if we do that, you know, we, we're going to have a chance to be a really good team. Awesome, <laughs> Aaron, thanks so much. My pleasure.
0: There you go. Aaron Roderick thank him for taking the time. It's always good to catch up with him and uh, Baylor Romney has not been participating in tre- team drills so far through spring ball, so I do wonder how long it will be before he is cleared to resume action. Maybe it's not until fall camp, but it looks like Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson are your kind of your two contenders for the starting job for BYU at quarterback currently. Some good thoughts also on Mason Fakahua as well as Rhett Riley. Fakahua hoping to give quarterback a run here. We'll see if it pans out for him. He's a kid that I think could just play at multiple positions uh, in addition to what Aaron Roderick said. He thinks he He's just a, a great athlete all the way around. And also saying that Rhett Riley's really come along in his own right. And I, I love the, his last name, Riley. Come on. That that was great. Trevor Riley, obviously a star at BYU. Drew Riley was a player at BYU who's, who is uh, also a cousin of Rhett Riley. Had his career cut short due to injury concerns. But the Riley last name very much... It, uh, holds a lot of weight in college football circles around this state. And thanks again to Aaron Roderick for joining us. And you heard him talk about the fact that they're so far ahead of where they have been entering the third year with this coaching staff and this offense. And uh, based on what I've seen so far, and like I said, it's been a limited uh, amount of time. I probably guesstimate we probably have watched no more than an hour and a half of practice so far in spring ball. But I can tell you this much: the offense is operating smooth. And you know how they say smooth as fast. Well, that's what BYU is doing, and it looks good on offense right now, but they are throwing against air at points. They're also not going full contact with the defense, so we'll see what happens during fall camp when things really ramp up, but so far, this offense for BYU, they look like they're all on the same page, and that is a fantastic development if you're a BYU football fan. Once again, big thank you to Aaron Roderick for joining us here on the podcast. Alright, coming up here in just a second, we've got a lot to recap in terms of other BYU sports news, weekly awards, national awards a number one ranking we've got all covered for you here in just a second before we do that though a reminder for you guys listening to this podcast is really simple and you can do it without so much as lifting a finger all you have to do is tell your smart device play the latest episode of the locked on cougars podcast and it's right there for you guys you have smart speakers at home you have your smartphone that's in your car wherever you're at if you got some time to kill listen to this daily podcast focus on all things byu sports and just tell your smart device Play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast and you will be the smartest BYU fan in the room. Alright, let's run down the other BYU news you guys need to know about today. Let's start off on the academic side of things. BYU senior guard T.J. Haas has been named to the College Sports Information Directors of America Academic All-American Third Team. That was announced by the CoSIDA earlier this week. He's a finance major in the Marriott School of Business and Management with a 3.46 GPA. Haas has just been a monster on the court and doing quite well in the classroom as well. So congratulations to T.J. Haas on that honor. Awesome, other BYU BYU basketball honors included BYU senior forward Yoli Childs and head coach Mark Pope receiving all district honors. The USBWA all district eight team uh, Childs was named to a member of that. And Pope was named as the district eight coach of the year. Uh, Utah State Aggies player Sam Merrill was actually named district player of the year over Childs. I'd quibble with that, but I understand that Merrill's played a full season where uh, Childs missed 13 games. But congratulations to both uh, Childs and Coach Pope on those all district honors. We'll see if any national honors come their way in the coming days and weeks. Men's volleyballs, fresh off their split of uh, game matches, I guess not games, matches out there in Hawaii actually earned the number one ranking in the AVCA coaches poll this week. So BYU is now number one in both the coaches and media polls after winning uh, the first match against Hawaii. Hawaii in a sweep and then losing in a reverse sweep in a five-set thriller in the in the other game of that. BYU's back on the road this week facing off against number 14 Stanford. That's Friday evening at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at Maples Pavilion in Stanford, California. There'll be a live stream on Pac12.com if you want to watch the Cougars, the number one Cougars in action against the Cardinal this Friday. And as such, with BYU doing what they did in Hawaii, BYU opposite hitter Gabby Garcia Fernandez was. It was named Sports Import slash AVCA Division 1-2 National Player of the Week for his efforts. He broke the BYU career record for service aces in the win over Hawaii that straight sw- straight set sweep last week. I also got MPSF honors this week as Offensive Player of the Week while his teammate Mickey Gehanen was named as Defensive Player of the Week. So BYU swept the MPSF Weekly Awards for the third time this season. When you're number one in the country, it's kind of hard not to get those weekly awards. So congratulations to uh, the BYU Men's Volleyball Program overall on being ranked number one, but also a big congratulations to Gabby Garcia-Fernandez as well as Mickey Jehanen on those honors. A couple final notes for you guys is BYU Women's Golf finished third at their hosted Entrada Classic down there in St. George. They shot a tournament low 293 in Tuesday's third round to finish in third place. So congratulations to the Women's Golf Team there. The men's golf team didn't have that great of a week. They were finished in eighth place at the Lambkin Classic. Uh, They had their best round, though, as they finished up play yesterday. So congratulations to Bruce Brockbank and his team. They shot a 285, which is three under in that tournament. Uh, Brock Stinger and Kelton Hirsch were part of this team, as well as Rasmussen, Carson Lundell, and, of course, Peter Kest. The good news is, though, competing in the Coronado Individual, which is near uh, them in Southern California, Spencer Dunaway tied for first. Place with a third round one underscore and a three round total of minus four. Cole Ponich also participated in that individual event about 12 miles away from the Lampkin Classic and finished 15th with a score of four over. So good showings for the individual players for BYU men's golf despite a lackluster uh, eighth place finish in the Lampkin Classic. Uh, Invitational there in Southern California One note about this In talking with some sources around the BYU Athletic Department Kelton Hirsch is an interesting story here Because he's actually entered the NCAA transfer portal According to sources But he's still competing for BYU men's golf What that means, uh, if he's going to finish out this year and then transfer, I don't know. But I can confirm to you guys that Kelton Hirsch is in the NCAA transfer portal. And that's just kind of an interesting situation that he's still competing for BYU men's golf, despite indicating his desire to transfer out of the program. He's an upperclassman at this point. I believe he's a junior this year, so he'll be a senior next year. And there's a possibility he could graduate and go play for another program for a year to maybe be the guy versus competing so head to head with guys like Peter Kest and Lundell and Rasmussen, guys who have just been very, very good for BYU men's golf. We'll see what happens, but he is in the NCAA transfer portal. And regardless of whatever happens, looking to see how BYU men's golf, who are actually nationally ranked, continue to do in this spring part of their season they're back in action later this month at the goodwin it's at stanford golf course in stanford california they'll be march 26th through through the 28th so they got a couple of weeks here to get tuned up ahead of that competition Alright, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. It's been a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Like I said, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and insider information like you just heard about Kelton Hirsch right here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Today's show brought to you by our good friends over at Spavia 10261 South State Street in Sandy. Stop in, see what they're offering our listeners. Tell them you're a locked-on Cougars listener when you stop in or give them a call, 801-424-7566. they be Happy to help you guys out. Make sure that your spa needs are all met. Uh, Of course, like I said, follow the show on social media. Feel free to reach out anytime with your questions, concerns, and comments. I'd like to do a listener mailbag segment at some point this week. So send in your questions now and we'll get those answered for you guys. Enjoy whatever's left of your Wednesday. Hope you're enjoying a 311 day. listening to some of the 311 classics out there. And of course, we will talk to you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 11th, 2020 and we will talk to you tomorrow.